Welcome to From the Well, a podcast from the Academy for Spiritual Formation. We invite you to take the time to pause, center, and listen deeply. The content you will hear contains excerpts from faculty presentations recorded at Academy for Spiritual Formation events. The Academy is an international program ministry of the Upper Room that provides courses of retreat and study steeped in the rhythms and practices of contemplative life. For more information, please visit our website at academy.upperroom.org. We hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Academy podcast. I'm Rachel Kinney. In this episode, we find ourselves in the heart of an election season where we are surrounded by outrage on every side. It seems that when we turn on the TV or log into Facebook, whether it's guns, gluten, or the national anthem, people are polarized. In a 2015 study focusing on social media use, researchers found that, quote, people tend to aggregate in communities of interest, which causes misinformation and fosters confirmation bias and polarization. This echo chamber effect our tendency to listen only to those who agree with us, is not just in our politics, it's in our theology as well. Today's episode features two speakers who are asking us to step away from theologies that are interested in being right, that are more concerned with those around us agreeing with us, and instead dare us to have hard conversations, to ask questions, and to keep engaging with the way God is showing up in the lives of our neighbors, for these speakers, faith is not about finding the right answer, but seeking God's story in our world. Listen now to our speaker, Jerry Haas, from his North Texas Five-Day Academy on Silence, Chaos, and Community. Yesterday, we, we did the cycle of grace, and we identified some of the sustaining practices of Jesus. And I want to just uh, invite us to reflect, think just for a moment about that. The sustaining practices that often do not get named are the fact that Jesus spent time with the poor, that he was with, as we were talking about Lazarus, uh, with those who were differently abled or disabled. Uh, he also uh, spent time, uh, it seems to me that uh, oftentimes he's in these uncomfortable places, um, places that must have been uncomfortable for him, maybe the first time. And because we read the gospel so often, we think, well, no big deal. He was hanging out with tax collectors or with women or with Samaritans. But th thinking about that, a first century Jew probably would have been uncomfortable in some of those environments. And so we tend to read that out uh, of of that reality, but think of those ways too in which he crossed. He's continually crossing over, crossing over, going over boundaries and barriers and borders that supposedly separate us, cultural, social, economic, political borders. So think about Jesus' practices maybe in a little way. Hospitality as a practice, uh, inviting oneself into the home of Zacchaeus, uh, the ways in which um, 
he was uh, he was placing himself in places of uh, stretching. One of the most meaningful parts of Haas's talk is naming Jesus being with people different than him as a sustaining practice. Here, Jesus is not condescending or convincing. Jesus is primarily concerned with being with other people. The presence of God comes by gathering together, by listening to those who are normally silenced, by finding common ground. Jesus asks us to cross boundaries, to seek out new conversations, to look for God in uncomfortable and new places. Our next speaker, Rabbi Hava Bailey, also spoke at the North Texas Five-Day Academy. Here she talks about the Jewish tradition of Midrash and the importance of a theology that models this conversation Haas was talking about, that honors inquiry, that teaches us to be open to what God will show us next, that tells us that the conversation isn't over, a faith that believes that drawing stories out of the silence is a holy practice. So anytime you read biblical text, if you're reading it closely, you will come up with more questions than clarity. And the Jewish tradition has enshrined, elevated, and sanctified that process of asking questions and filling in the spaces between the words in a process called midrash. Midrash means, it comes from a root word that means to investigate, to draw out, or to inquire. And midrash is a process by which the rabbis ask questions about the text and then fill in or supply the stories um, that they feel are meaningful. In other words, the words of the Torah tell a story. But the spaces in between the letters also tell a story. The rabbis are fond of saying that the Bible is black fire written on white fire. Both parts are the living text. Rabbi Bailey goes on to give this example from Exodus. Now, there's another thing that happens at that moment. As you know, the Torah itself says the waters closed up over the Egyptians. And this is a, a really difficult moment. And at that moment, as the Egyptians are drowning, the angels who I told you are a little bit iffy in the Jewish tradition um, are sitting up in heaven going, and they start wanting to sing a joyous song because the Egyptians are drowning. And God says to the angels, the creations of my hands are drowning in the sea, and you would sing a joyous song? Or in another version, my legions are in distress, and you would sing? So the Israelites are celebrating their freedom. They're allowed to do that. But to rejoice over the downfall of an enemy is ethically unacceptable. So one of the things that's important about this process is you see a couple of things. What's going on in this particular midrash? What do you notice about this? I mean, this is crazy radical stuff, although you haven't heard the least of it. We're about to get to that too. Um, what's going on here? 
Who's speaking? God is speaking. Who wrote God's part? The rabbis. So one of the beauties of Midrash is that it is absolutely legal to fill in the voice of God, to think about what would God say. Because God doesn't want the angels to rejoice. And the angels, as I said, they're very, very iffy. So the Midrash has canonical status that is equal in the Jewish tradition with the Bible itself. This is really important because the capacity for human questioning, inquiry, and creativity have canonical status. Midrash assumes that the biblical text is only one side of a conversation. In the same way that Lectio Divina does. Right? It's, it's a relationship-based process. So there are numerous forms of midrash, and I would just encourage particularly those of you who uh, give teachings and homilies to think about what midrashic process might look like for you. And I would say to you this. The Hebrew Bible uh, has been incorporated into the Christian tradition. Let us give you this piece of your heritage back also. If you think you already have the whole story or the right answer, you're missing out. If you think your faith is all set and that others need to catch up, or if you think you know what God is doing or looks like, you're missing out. I'll end with one more clip from Rabbi Hava Bailey's talk. You probably know that the word shalom is usually translated as peace. It is used as hello and goodbye. It is used as the Sabbath greeting. Um, but the word shalom actually comes from the root word shalem, which means wholeness. And the concept of peace in Hebraic thinking is not the absence of conflict, but rather a whole that is large enough to hold even that which is contradictory. So think of shalom more like that beautiful symbol of the yin-yang from the Taoist tradition, you know, the circle that's divided into black and white. Um, and shalom is the whole circle that is able to hold both the black and the white, both the Israeli and the Palestinian, both the Christian and the Jewish. It doesn't just mean we stopped fighting with each other. It means that we have ascended to a place of conscientious wholeness that is so large that we can hold even that which is contradictory. So when Jesus spoke about peace, when you exchange peace, if you happen to be at church and you're seated next to someone, for example, you can't stand and in whom it's really hard to find the messianic spark, when you say, peace be with you, or the peace of Christ be with you, what you're saying is, let us aspire to be of such Christ-like large consciousness that we can hold even that with which we disagree. Cross boundaries, cross aisles. You have more to learn than you have to lose. So keep talking to one another. Keep listening. Keep asking questions both in your faith and in your communities. Seek life outside your echo chamber. Thanks for listening.
We'd love to keep this conversation going and hear your thoughts. Feel free to comment on Facebook or check out the Academy blog. Thanks so much and see you next month. We hope you enjoy this installment of From the Well, a podcast from the Academy for Spiritual Formation. We encourage you to visit our website at academy.upperroom.org to learn more about our ministry and to continue the conversation about today's topic. You can join our mail list from the contact page and you can also find us on Facebook. From the Well is now available on SoundCloud, iTunes and Stitcher. Just search for From the Well or Academy for Spiritual Formation from within any of those services. From there, you can subscribe to our monthly podcast, find previous episodes, offer comments, and share it with others. Thank you, and blessings on your journey.